Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the You Can Do It Too podcast by Mamba Inspire. I am Mamadou Balde. I'm your host. The purpose of this podcast is to both showcase black excellence and increase awareness of the multitude of career possibilities out there for up-and-coming black professionals. This podcast will assist in breaking stigmas, barriers, and helping black students believe that they are smart enough to be future doctors, engineers, educators, and entrepreneurs. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest today with us, uh, Olan Akala. Uh, he's a project manager for ExxonMobil. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, Lester, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm Olan Akala. Mm -hmm. I'm currently a project development anchor for ExxonMobil. Yes, sir. I basically provide advisory role for our project managers of development. Yes, sir. So I, I grew up in Nigeria. Yes, sir. Had all my elementary education and secondary educa education in Nigeria and my bachelor's degree in Nigeria. After that, came here to the United States to work on my master's degree. Mm -hmm. So went to Texas A&M University in Kingsville. Mm -hmm. Got a master's degree in natural gas engineering. And uh, there I met my wife, got married to my wife. Mm -hmm. And after I completed that, I decided to do another master's degree in chemical engineering at University of Houston yes, for another one and a half years. It was out of Houston that I joined ExxonMobil yes, as a process design engineer in 2005. Yes, sir. So you grew up in Nigeria. How, what was life like in Nigeria? How hard was it getting an education in Nigeria? Yeah, I, I was fortunate to have good parents that mm -hmm. really appreciate education. Mm -hmm. I was a good student in, when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And I think in terms of resources for me to go to school, I didn't lack anything. Mm -hmm. My parents were able to provide all that. Yes, but I would say uh, I was the first university guarded for my family. Mm -hmm. Growing up wow. out of 13 kids, mm -hmm. I'm the eighth child mm -hmm. and the first university graduate. Wow. And I was able to achieve that just because of my desire to want something different. Mm -hmm. And my desire to focus on, on studying mm -hmm. and being able to compete at top level mm -hmm. during my secondary school days. Yes, sir. How hard was it to create that vision for yourself, not having so many role models around you? How? Yeah, I think for me, it was my uncle mm -hmm. that I saw as a, as a role model. Mm -hmm. So growing up, it was more like a trailblazer in, in, my, in my town. Mm -hmm. He grew up with no, no father. My mom was just his mother figure. Mm -hmm. So I was able to kind of see him going through secondary school, mm -hmm. passing all his exams with flying colors and getting into one of the top universities in, mm -hmm. in Nigeria. And just looking at that and just making a commitment to myself mm -hmm. that I want to be the best in whatever I do. Yes, sir. And so from primary school to secondary school, competing in high level in Nigeria, especially when it comes to sciences. Mm -hmm. and so in my secondary school, I was known 
as a top performer mm -hmm. when it comes to sciences and mathematics. And it's just something that I committed myself to. I'm the kind of person that believes that anybody can be whatever he wants to be in the world. just by dedicating yourself to it and by studying. Yes, sir. It takes a lot of discipline for you, yes. for you to do it. Yes, sir. I always tell people, when you see a footballer mm -hmm. playing on the field, mm -hmm. you will think it's easy for him to get there. Mm -hmm. What you don't know is the hard work mm -hmm. that goes on behind the scene. Yes, sir. The everyday practice that they have to undergo, the yes, training that they have to undergo, and the endurance that they have to undertake for them to be able to perform at that top level. Yes, Your sir. talent can only take you so far. so far. Yes, sir. So you have to be really disciplined and you have to be focused mm. on whatever endeavor that you want to embark upon. Yes, sir. But people, people don't see that mm. when they see you playing at the high level. They don't know all the kind of hard work that you've put into it. So that's what I tell young people. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to do, you have to really, really be focused, be disciplined, and set achievable goals for yourself. Yes, and sir. just work day in, day out to be able to meet it. Yes, sir. Everybody, that's what everybody say. People like to taste the sweetness of success. But yeah. They're yeah, not willing to go through the hard work to get there. Yeah. So it seems like that you have created, at the early age, you created a own vision. You, you made education an expectation for yourself. But mm -hmm. at home, uh, was an expectation, was uh, education an expectation or a privilege? I mean, it was an expectation. I mean, my, my dad, yes, sir. in Nigerian sense, was well-to-do. He will just tell you, whatever you want to do, I'm willing to support you in it. Yes, so that was, that was something that really encouraged me, that all I need to do yes, is to put the hard work in yes, and be able to pass the necessary exams mm -hmm. that the support will, will be there. Yes, sir. So that was that was really that was really keen to my success, knowing that my parents are supportive, mm -hmm. and what is left for me is just to put the hard work needed to achieve what I want to achieve. Yes, sir. How hard was the decision uh, to leave Nigeria? Uh, it w how, what did you? Yeah, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so mm -hmm. when when I graduated college, mm -hmm. before I graduated college, I already made a decision I want to do my mm -hmm. master's degree. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of when do I want to do it. Mm -hmm. So the Nigerian system, after college, you are required to do a one-year mandatory service mm -hmm. to the country. Mm -hmm. Then after you do that, then you either have the choice to go work for a company. Mm -hmm. So actually, when I did, after my one-year service, I worked at a bank. Mm -hmm. But while I was doing my one-year service, I was already making the plans to do all the necessary exams, GRE, TOEFL, to apply to universities here in the States mm -hmm. to come and do my, do my master's. So I knew before I graduated that I wanted to do my master's and I want to come to the United States. Mm -hmm. There's no other place that was out of, in the picture for me. Mm -hmm. So I have that goal. This is where I want to go. I want to come to Texas. Yes, sir. And I focus all my attention in trying to get into a school in Texas. Yes, sir. Uh, both you and I did most of our life in Guinea, and uh, mm -hmm. we, we, we realized that it, people, many people believe that the United States is a country of opportunity, mm -hmm. and uh, many people want to come to the U.S. Something yeah. we 
people don't talk about is how hard it is to start once you yeah. get here. How hard was it for you to start your life here? Yeah, I understand my daughters. I mean, when I talk to them, like, I came to this country with like 4,000 US dollars. Mm -hmm. Just for me to get settled and start going to school. Mm -hmm. And when I came, I went directly to the college, mm -hmm. not knowing anybody here. Mm -hmm. But the international student coordinator was very helpful mm -hmm. in linking me to other international students. And once I settled down and I started taking classes, mm -hmm. I made the decision that I will not ask my parents for money again. Mm -hmm. And me making that decision kind of drove me to want to do more, to work. Yes, sir. So while going to school, I had assistantship from the college, mm -hmm. teaching assistantship, plus that, I work at the cafeteria. Yes, sir. Kind of, I wash dishes yes, sir. for other students that comes in. But that enables me to go to school mm -hmm. on my master's degree without getting any student loan. And after I graduated, I had my degree with no student loan. I was able to do what people call hard, hard work, mm -hmm. but I knew it was just for a short period while I was having my college degree. Yes, sir. And so anybody that comes here, one, you have to at least be focused. Mm -hmm. You have to have a clear vision for yourself, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. For me, it's to get a degree. Mm -hmm. Then after the degree, to work for a reputable company. Yes, sir. Similar to you, there are many students out there who are far ahead of the pack, mm -hmm. uh, ahead of their pack, students who look like you, uh, African-American or African. And uh, growing, yep. growing up, they are told that their parents tell them that you are the one. Uh, out of everybody, you're supposed to go and be successful. Mm -hmm. So they, are, they feel good. They are made to be. You are the one who's going to save us. But then they come uh, at the universities and find that there are so many people who are so smart like them, mm -hmm. but so few people that looks like them. How hard is it to to go against that intimidation and uh, or imposter syndrome for you? And what are some advices yeah, you I, have? I, I tend to have a different worldview mm -hmm. when it comes to people don't look like me. Mm -hmm. I always see the best in people. Mm -hmm. let, let me give you a story. One, when I was in college doing my master's, mm -hmm. I found a church that I was going to mm -hmm. that's predominantly white, mm -hmm. white church. Mm -hmm. I was actually the only black there. Mm -hmm. Through that church and the pastor, I'm in participation in that, mm -hmm. I was given a house to stay for free throughout my college days. Mm -hmm. That I don't have to worry about paying rent other than to do some walk around the church mm -hmm. and so it wasn't i didn't go to the church because uh, i want a place to to live mm -hmm. i went to the church just for my own salvation and for, for me to be able to learn more about god and to have a place of worship yes, that's sir. why i went to the church yes, when sir. the place i got to meet people that really impacted my life mm -hmm. and made things much easier for me Mm -hmm. If I had come with the mentality that, hey, white people are there, mm -hmm. don't like blacks and all that, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to 
feel comfortable in that church mm -hmm. and make the kind of friends that I made while I was there and how they impacted me. So my worldview is there's good in every body. Everybody. Yes, regardless of whether you are white, black, Hispanic. Mm -hmm. And there are bad people out there, regardless mm -hmm. of whether you are white, black, Hispanic. Mm -hmm. So you just have to meet people where they're at. Doesn't mean you're not gonna be discriminated against. Yes, sir. It's gonna happen. It's how you take that and you have control over yourself. Don't let that impact your outlook yes, sir. in life. Yes, sir. So you decided to, once you graduated, you got your master in uh, chemical mm. engineering at the University of Houston. Right? Yes, sir. I had a master's from Texas A&M in Kingsville, okay. natural gas engineering. Okay. Then there, I met my wife in graduate school. Mm -hmm. We got married, and mm -hmm. then we moved to Houston. Okay. You had plans. And Go ahead, sorry. So during that period, natural gas engineering was kind of a narrow field. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of doing the downturn in oil and gas. I made a decision right after my natural gas to mm -hmm. go and do chemical engineering, which was my first degree, just to open more opportunity. Yes, sir. So I moved to Houston then, did chemical engineering, master's degree. And after the master's degree, that was when I joined ExxonMobil. OK. So you had plans to go back to Nigeria, right, after mm -hmm. you graduate? Yeah, I mean, I had plans kind of basically you was able to join an international company okay. and go work for Exxon or the Schlumberger mm -hmm. of this of this world. But after I got married, I mean that plan just got totally derailed. Thereafter. How hard was that? How hard was it to just stay here? Yeah, I don't think it was hard. Mm -hmm. And once I got married and I made the decision to to be here mm -hmm. and to to live here, it was a matter of going back to to see my family on a regular regular basis yes sir and i i believe the u.s is the greatest country that where you can have as much opportunities yes sir i, I don't believe i think if you put your heart to anything in this country you can achieve anything yes sir uh, one thing you talked about is the idea of that uh, you need to work hard to separate yourself from mm -hmm. the pack yeah. uh, do you feel like you had to work harder than anybody when you got here? I think I have to put in my best. Mm -hmm. And if you look at ExxonMobil as a company, mm -hmm. we pride ourselves in hiring the best from every university. You have to have at least 3.5 GPA. Mm -hmm. In engineering, to have 3.5, you have to be smart. Yes, sir. You have to be good. Yes, sir. And then we bring all these people together, and they have what they call the ranking system, in which you are ranked with your peers, or even people that are more experienced than you. Mm -hmm. Then you have to differentiate yourself. Yes, sir. One, you have to be good at your base work. Yes, That's just a requirement. Mm -hmm. If you are hired, you have to be able to do your work. Then you have to ask yourself, why, how am I going to differentiate myself mm -hmm. from, the, from the park? It's doing way more than you are expected of. Yes, sir. And everybody does it, but you have to find, make a decision. How much more do I want to do? Mm -hmm. How bad do I really want to be recognized, mm -hmm. at least as one of the 
top people to be able to have a long career with the with the company. Yes, sir. And plus that, I mean, God's favor also will, will come into play. Yes, sir. So you have to kind of do your best in what you are doing, mm -hmm. do more than is required of you. Mm -hmm. And me as a person of faith, having God's favor also, also yes, help. Yes, sir. The first time I met you was at the leadership panel. And mm -hmm. uh, I heard you, the first time I heard you speak, uh, I was intrigued by your energy. And also uh, you talked about your career path. And mm -hmm. I was intrigued by how fast you got to project manager. Uh, usually there are so many people who take longer time to get there. Mm -hmm. How hard was it for you to climb that mountain to, to get to where you are? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I would say, one, when I got hired to this company, I had a lot of people mm -hmm. that I think were instrumental to, to my career. Yes. And I have to tell you, they are white. Because mm -hmm. the, the person that actually hired me I still see him today, he's one of the top managers on that global project. Mm -hmm. And so I remembered my first year, I would go to a library to just check out books on leadership, mm -hmm. on how to perform well. Mm -hmm. So unbeknown to me, the same manager go to the same library and he just sees my name mm -hmm. on the list. I, this guy always check books out. Mm -hmm. So from there, it kind of took interest in me. And mm -hmm. they will kind of use me as an example mm -hmm. why he's talking to his supervisors that he leads. Mm -hmm. So that kind of favor, it's not, it's a decision I made to kind of better myself. Mm -hmm. I know I wanted to improve my communication. Wow. I joined Toastmaster mm -hmm. to be able to improve my communication. So we have to kind of identify what are your weaknesses? Mm -hmm. How can you improve on your weaknesses? Yes, and what are your strengths? How can you build on that strength to bet to make good decisions and improve on your skills? Yes, sir. And those are things that basically help me help me out. Yes, sir. One thing I, I heard you talk about is the idea of knowing what you want and being able to communicate that to the people mm -hmm. uh, who can help you is very important. Do you also feel like uh, uh, your teachings at home growing up uh, by your parents, being around uh, your brothers and sisters in, yeah. in a big family, did that play any role in your success today? Yeah, I mean, uh, the good thing about going, in a, going up in a large family is you, you tend to learn how to be selfless and also how to share things. Mm -hmm. when, you are, when you grow up in a family of 13 mm -hmm. and you have siblings and have brothers, have sisters. You just have to learn how to work with people, cooperate with people, mm -hmm. even when you have differences. Yes, sir. And so that's that, that's helpful. Mm -hmm. When you work in a big corporation like ExxonMobil, you work in teams, right? Mm -hmm. And a team consists of people of different background. My last project that I led. I said we have people from six continents mm -hmm. working on the project. We have a guy that is Chinese heritage from Asia. Mm -hmm. We have an European, a, a, a Dutch that mm -hmm. was a project executive. Yes, sir. I was from Africa. We have someone from Puerto Rico. We have someone from Latin America that was there. We have a guy, Indian heritage. Mm -hmm. So kind of see all those people and you have Americans there. 
all those people that you have to work together on a project team. Yes, sir. And so what I normally do is, if I have a project, I, I like to understand what is the core value of these people. How can I meet them where they're at? Mm -hmm. uh, to understand how they work, yes, sir. What, they, what, they, what they believe, what their values are. Doing that helps you to be able to manage the team effectively. And it allows you to be able to focus on your project objective mm -hmm. while identifying the strength of, it, of the individuals and pushing the team to be able to achieve your, your project objective and goals. Yes, sir. So cooperation and collaboration is, is key. It's key. And when the team is successful, everybody will be successful. Yes, if sir. one team member perform below par, it's going to impact the whole, the whole team. Yes, That's sir. the kind of science I approach I take when I work on a project. Okay. Well, so many people talk about that this industry is an industry worth being part of. Uh, what do yeah. you, why do you think uh, this is an industry worth being part of? So, I, I just think there is a misconception about oil and gas out there. Mm -hmm. Without oil and gas, economic development will be at a standstill. Energy drives the world's economy. Mm -hmm. So, we play a very vital role in economic development all around the world. Mm -hmm. Even though there is push for alternative energy, mm -hmm. renewable energy, mm -hmm. if you kind of think about it, it accounts for less than 5% of the world energy. Yes, sir. And that's at, at a pace of development that is very, very outstanding in the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. But still, fossil fuel is still the main energy driver. Mm -hmm. Without it, you don't have electricity in your house, mm -hmm. you can't drive your vehicle, no, sir. you can't drive your car, logistics will be at a standstill, you can't fly. Even basic consumer products like plastics, chemicals, your car, body parts, they all have fossil fuels in it. Mm -hmm. Some of the consumer goods that you, that you even ingest have hydrocarbons in it. So people don't realize that. And so we play a critical role in the world economy. And being able to be part of that is something that, that drives me. Everybody is going to get into a vehicle today, mm -hmm. go to wherever they want to. They don't think too much about, hey, where am I going to get my gasoline from? Mm -hmm. They just pull up at the gas station and fill up. Yes, sir. What they're not thinking about is how did the gas get into the gas station? There is a long chain of processes from getting oil from the ground, processing it, separating it, mm -hmm. taking it to the refinery, getting the different product, diesel, gasoline, and then transporting it into the gas station before you, you are able to just pump it. Yes, so all those chains, we are responsible for it. Without it, the world is going to be at a standstill. Yes, sir. What are some cool experiences did you have uh, at your job working at ExxonMobil? Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, like I always say, one of the best roles I had is when I work on a project from just having an idea mm -hmm. and then seeing it through the design mm -hmm. and then through engineering, 
going through construction mm -hmm. and then being part of the team that start up the unit to start producing diesel. Wow. So that's basically a cool thing. So hey, you start by designing just a distillation tower, a pump, mm -hmm. a, a vessel, a compressor, mm -hmm. have it on paper with a team of other engineers. Mm -hmm. And then you take that idea to an engineering contractor to help you do the engineering, do the feed, all the safety measures, you incorporate it into it. Mm -hmm. And then you see how every piece of equipment is procured. Mm -hmm. They are arrived at the field for construction and you saw the first time when you, you broke ground mm -hmm. and you laid the first foundation. And then 12 months later, you see this big operating unit. And as part of that, you put in the first oil into the unit. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of thinking, of, eh, what I designed, is it going to operate like I said it would? Yeah. So just walking through those process, I think it's very, very rewarding to me. Yes, sir. So that was one of the best job I had when I was a design follow-up engineer in, in Baton Rouge. Yes, sir. So the issue right now with many kids, and they are uh, striving away from uh, from engineering majors, science majors, and stuff like that. Yeah. And one thing is the fact that uh, they find role model in what they see in media. Everybody want to be successful fast, fast. And that's yeah. thinking being the next sports star or the next rapper, music, and stuff like that. Why do you think is the reason people are running away from majors like engineering, medicine, and stuff like that? Yeah, it's probably lack of role model in people's lives. Mm -hmm. I, I think, I, I hate to say this, when a child doesn't grow up with both parents in a household, mm -hmm. which is very rampant these days, yeah. the chances of that child making it or being successful is mm -hmm. lower than the kids that, go, that grow up with two parents. Because yes. things are just easier when you have two people. Mm -hmm. and having a father figure in their, in their life. And most of the kids in inner cities don't know anybody that is an engineer. Mm -hmm. They don't know anybody that's a doctor. It's not part of their daily lives. Mm -hmm. And so what, they do what they know. They know raps. Mm -hmm. They know the, the latest rap musician. Mm -hmm. They see the top NBA players because they watch NBA, they play, they play basketball mm -hmm. on the street, they watch football. Those are what they see, and that's what they want to aspire mm -hmm. to. But the problem is, how many NBA players do you have in the US? That means, if you are not one of the top, then what do you do? Mm -hmm. So your chances, if you pin all your hope in being the top NBA player, I would say your chances of making it is very, very slim. Mm -hmm. Other than you kind of putting your efforts into getting a, a good education, or even learning a good trade, or yes, learning sir. a good business, and having that, that focus and goal of making it mm -hmm. out of the inner city. Yes, sir. How do you what do you think is the solution to this? Also, uh, 
what are some advice for some parents who want their kids to be successful but do not know where to guide them? Yeah, I mean, for me, if you have, for parents, you don't want the society to turn your kids right. Mm -hmm. You have to be part and parcel of our kids' life. Yes, sir. I think the, the training that kids get at home, even though they spend a lot of time in school, but we as parents, we really have to be involved in their daily, daily lives and try to direct them. I, I, I'm a believer that every child mm -hmm. has the possibility of just going astray mm -hmm. without the guidance of mm -hmm. a parent or a role model. Mm -hmm. So if I just kind of look at growing up, that sometimes you want to do some things that your parents will tell you not to do it. But those people, you think they were punishing you. But thinking back, you will say, hey, those are kind of the best discipline that, I've, that yes, I received. Because yes, they shape your life, they put some fear yes, in sir. you, and they prevented you from getting into trouble. Yes, sir. But if a child does not have that kind of disciplinarian in their lives, or someone to guide and shape them, the possibility of going astray is very, very high. Yes, sir. I think the parents, we as parents, or parents have to be involved in their kids. And also the so-called politicians, instead of pushing dependency or pushing the, just the role model of rap, music, or mm -hmm. uh, sports figure, we have to start reinforcing the need for kids to focus on STEM, science, technology, engineering, and, and math. Mm -hmm. Because I'll tell you, a child that is good in STEM is opening himself for a large slate of opportunities. Mm -hmm. Because he can do anything. If you are good in STEM, is it, do you want to be a doctor, you want to be an engineer, you want to be a software engineer, mm -hmm. a programmer, or even you want to go into economics, you want to be an accountant. So you just have this large prospect mm -hmm. if you are able to focus on that STEM. It doesn't mean art is not good. If you're gonna do art too, you have to be good at it. You have to make sure you study art and you enter, you go to good colleges and make good great for yourself. Yes, sir. One thing is to go to college and get out with a 1.0, 1.5 GPA. Yes, sir. Another thing is to go to college and making above 3.5, 3.6. So with the higher GPA, you have better opportunity yes, sir. of getting a better job and making a better life for yourself. Yes, sir. Today we are in a world where it is more uh, is it more preferred to find uh, rappers, celebrities of any kind, ask them opinions about how our world is supposed to go versus uh, engineers, entrepreneurs, or doctors. Yeah. Do, you think that, do you think that is part of what's hurting our youth today? I mean, the... The U.S. culture, we, we put celebrities in high pedestal, mm -hmm. which in my mind is not warranted. For the fact that you're an actor that is known doesn't mean you're smarter than every other person. Mm -hmm. But they, it means you are good at acting, mm -hmm. that's it. It doesn't mean you have a better worldview than the rest of us. Mm -hmm. So I think the, the notion of thinking celebrities no more than the general population. I never subscribe to it. Mm -hmm. And 
and I, I believe a lot of people don't subscribe to it mm -hmm. if they really kind of sit down to think about it's just one person is a good actor mm -hmm. so are you in your profession mm -hmm. so if you're in a profession and you're making and you're doing a good job you're good at that profession that actor doesn't know as much as you in, in your specific pro profession yes sir. and so and, and and I think the the society as a as a whole we have to do a better job mm -hmm. of promoting all these professional careers mm -hmm. and also entrepreneurs it's not easy to be a successful entrepreneur yes, to be a successful business person yes, but for you to be successful that means you've really dedicated yourself to a particular business you've identified a need that the society needs and you've put the work to provide that need Yes, sir. Without a need, there is no business. Somebody has to buy what you are selling. That means somebody needs it. And you work assiduously to meet and provide that need. Yes, sir. So we have to kind of promote the entrepreneurial spirit, the education spirit to pursue good education. Yes, sir. And they're just... I level of opportunities in this country yes sir if you are willing to do that yes sir it is crazy how our world does see somebody who own a chain or a big car or a big house somebody's that person is way richer than the person who has his money in the bank in a way. yeah it's yeah crazy. but you are you still are so young and there's so many things ahead of you what motivates you to wake up every day and chase your dreams what motivates me yeah. to wake up every I mean, for me, I think I, I work for a great company. I love what, what I do, mm -hmm. and I believe I'm well compensated for what I do. Mm -hmm. And just coming, to, coming here every day to work and making sure, and knowing that I'm contributing yes, to the bottom line of the, of the company, mm -hmm. and knowing that I'm contributing to the economic economical development of the world mm -hmm. is something that I I enjoy. Yes, uh, and, and the people are just wonderful that, that works here. I mean you're all smart people. The facilities is is great. Yes, sir. And being able to work on the goals that I set for myself and looking back at at the goals and seeing how they've pan out. I use a lot of feedback analysis mm -hmm. on myself. If I make a decision, I always write the expected outcome down. Mm -hmm. This is what I expect. And I go back, maybe six months afterward or one year, mm -hmm. how did my expectation match the reality? Mm -hmm. And that's one way I learn about myself, wow. about my decision making. Yes, sir. So I mean, those are things that, that drive me. And, and my family too, yes, sir. being able to provide for my, for my family and seeing them grow up. These are things that makes me to wake up every day to come to work. Yes, sir. That's a great idea actually mm -hmm. on the knowing what you expect so you can compare. Yeah, you we call it like feedback analysis. Yes, sir. I'll definitely use that. Do you have any more advice for uh, that younger you right now who's looking for guidance and do not believe he can have this kind of life? 
yeah, I think I, I would say it's whatever, whatever you, someone does, mm. just putting all your heart and mind mm -hmm. to it. It doesn't mean you're not gonna make mistakes, mm -hmm. but learn to learn out of that mistake. Yes, sir. Don't be afraid to go after things. Yes, sir. Be willing to take calculated risk. Yes, sir. And if it doesn't pan out, learn, learn from it. Um, one of the things I always say is, don't be a dropout. Yes, be, be an all out. When I say dropout, dropout are people that set goals for themselves. Mm -hmm. They start working on it, but when they go and get stuff, they quit. They quit. Yes, sir. But if you're an all out, you you set the goals, you keep working on it. Even when you have obstacles, you are determined to overcome the obstacles. Mm -hmm. If if you do that, one way or the other, you're gonna overcome that obstacles, mm -hmm. and, and you will definitely achieve that goal. Yes, sir. That's one thing I'll. Don't be a dropper. Just be an all out in whatever whatever you do. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. It's almost time for yeah. you to go, but okay. Hello. Thank you so much for giving us your time. This was amazing. All right. Yes, Thanks. Sir. I appreciate it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mamba Inspire You Can Do It Too podcast. We have another special guest next episode. Make sure you subscribe to our channel to stay up to date. Our YouTube channel. We have a Twitter and Instagram for updates. Look up Mamba Inspire. Peace.